0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Howard Blend, and welcome to Howard's Blend. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Howard's Blend, a plant-based protein powder with 20 grams of protein per serving to help aid in recovery from a strenuous workout, a tough day at work, and an even tougher day with your significant other. The powder is available right now on my website, www.howardsblend.com. That's H-O-W-A-R-D-S B-L-E-N-D.com just like the podcast. We have two sizes available at the moment. The one pound big dog size and the single serving this small dog size. Available in chocolate. So if you're looking for a new protein powder to try head on over to the website right now and pick you up some I will be
1: forever grateful thank you very much in this episode of Howard's Blend what, what did you need to know and what did you need to do to set up this project
0: yeah so the, uh, the first thing I did is what you said I did, did the research so I read about what Ingredients will work with other ingredients. Uh, I'll give you an example. So, in Howard's Blend plant-based protein powder, the version now, there's hemp seed protein. Well, if you have just pure hemp seed protein, that tastes horrible. it I means it, it tastes like you're eating lawn clippings. It's, it's disgusting. So, you don't want to make it primarily that ingredient, because then people won't really like the taste, and then no one's going to want to buy it. So... Basically, I made the kitchen into my lab. Well, Oakley Doakley folks, welcome, welcome to the cave studio for another extraordinary episode of Howard's Blend. I am your host, Howard Blend. What is on tap for today's episode? Well, this is an interview where I was the interviewee, we'll, we'll say it that way. I was a guest on the wonderful Mark Jeffrey podcast, which you can find him on Instagram at at Mark Jeffrey podcast, M-A-R-C-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y podcast. I will put a link in the description of the show, but I was on his podcast last year, 2020, and I think he mentions it in the show in April of 2020. So now I'm returning again over a year later. Better late than never. To be a guest on a show, I was just extremely grateful to be a guest on his show. So we talk about a wide array of topics, just like you have plenty of different nuts in a jar that you grab and eat your nuts, which we actually talk about at the beginning of the episode. Plenty of different topics in the jar. We talk about nuts and bars, food that is served in bars, global warming, American politics, world politics, the. Texas Freeze, which I guess relates to global warming. Last but not least, we talk about Howard's Blend plant-based protein powder and the future of SMB, spirit, mind, body, nutrition. So big shout out to Mark again. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your show. Sit back, relax, and uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the show. Adios.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Mark Jeffrey Show on the 8th of the 9th, 2021. Or in, if you're in the States, it's the 9th of the 8th, um, 2021. I think that is about right. Episode 193, this week brought to you by... Those guys at AF Beer Group, powered by the Wise Bartender. Have you ever thought about, you know, going to work tomorrow, but you fancy a beer, but you don't want to wake up with that stinking hangover or two beers or three beers or four beers? You can do it, guys. You can do it simply by getting alcohol-free sent to your door every month by the AF Beer Club, powered by the Wise Bartender. Get on over to to Instagram check out the stuff they are amazing they do a a wide variety of of um alcohol-free beers and spirits and all that sort of stuff yes that's right. I said spirits they do alcohol I've been drinking too much myself they do alcohol-free spirits now as well get on there and check them out and join a a group and join their their schedule they will send you eight cans of beer every week for I think it's about 24.99 but that's that over and done with How the hell are we? Hope you're all keeping well. Very, very busy this way, as per normal. Um, Lots and lots of things going on. And I'm, I'm so pleased to have a good friend of mine from America, from Texas. I always thought there was two types of people from Texas, steers and queers. He's not a steer. He's not a queer. Pardon the pun. He is Howard Blend. Good evening, Howard.
0: Good evening, sir. I guess I am a third category from Texas then. I'm just Howard Blend. I see that How- from the crowd.
1: You're not just Howard Blend, you are the Howard Blend.
0: Howards. The Howards blend.
1: Yes. Yeah. Mate, I, I have to apologize. I before we came on air, I ate a pickled onion. Do you guys have pickled onions over in the States? Probably. I I've, I've never had it before. Sounds interesting you- though. Well, basically, it is an onion with all the skin taken off, the little small onions, right? And then they, they put them in vinegar and pickle them. And then when you're in a pub, you can have a pickled onion, or if you're feeling really, really goddamn sexy, and you really, really want to impress the missus, you can have a pickled egg because they do pickled eggs as well. Do you not have that over in the bars over in your way? Uh, I don't know about in the bars. I had
0: something like that when I went to Korean barbecue years ago, they had like a pickled type of egg or something in there. I think it's kimchi or whatever it is. It's like all that pickled stuff, but it sounds really
1: good. What, what, Uh, well, well, years and years ago, I was in the, the bar with my mate. Al and um, we had a pickled egg each and really nice. I love a pickled egg. You can't beat a pickled egg over in the UK, right? What they do is you go to the bar and you say, can I have a pint of Guinness or whatnot? And I'll have a pickled egg. And they give it to you in like a little, little tiny, like, um, like a little paper cup or in a, in a a crisp packet or something like that. And um, we were sat there. We'd had a few to, to drink and we had one pickled egg. Then we had two pickled egg. And then Al said to me, Mark, should we buy the jar and have every one of those pickled eggs? We ate 12 frickin' pickled eggs each. The next day, oh, my God, my guts were, were killing me. What sort of, like, things do you eat in the bars in Texas then? So if you used to go into a a, a Texas bar and have a pint, you know, do they have any unusual things that they they sell to, to eat on the side there?
0: Well, I don't know about – I mean, I don't know too much about to sell – Cause I would just buy alcohol whenever I go to a bar, but I assume it's like they have hamburgers, French fries, which I think you guys call crisp or chips or whatever. And uh just sandwiches, just normal fare. But I think if you're at the bar, they just have like peanuts and nuts like there in a little jar, which I don't know if I wanna be grabbing the oh, grabbing the nuts. Oh, that sounds weird. I don't wanna be grabbing the nuts out of the out of this little jar or a little dish when it's just been sitting out there for whoever to go <laughs> i mean yeah, who knows what the hell yeah. their hands have been
1: well it's funny because they done a um a scientific research on peanuts that was on the bar here in the UK and what oh, they've done boy. is they they left the peanuts on the bar all evening and then what they done at the end of the night they took these these things of peanuts and they done a, a research on them to see what bacteria or anything was in the nuts And they found that there was 90 cases of semen and urine in the nuts. Well, obviously, guys and girls perhaps, you know, have been to the toilet, had a wee, and then not washed their hands and come back and delved into the peanuts. And, you know, 90 cases of semen and urine.
0: Gives a whole new meaning to nuts in your mouth. (laughs)
1: So you, you was the last time we had you on the Mark Jeffrey show was episode one four four, right? And the podcast was called facing your fears. And it was on the 16th of April, 2020. Now I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to that podcast and I don't get chance. You know, I've done so many episodes now. I can't remember what's been on every episode, but it was called facing your fears. Can you remember what we talked about on that episode? Yeah,
0: we, uh, have- first started and it seems like ages ago now we first started off cuz you are excuse me i was the only american that you talked to that was going to vote for president trump at the time remember we started off with that and then it was and you found it strange that my wife actually supports president trump and she's an immigrant from mexico that's and right. you couldn't understand you, know, you were like why is that well, and we see what happens with the election all that well that that's a whole other Candleworms. But then we went on to basically just talking about how I was big on setting goals and, uh, you know, my outlook on fear. We just kind of went down that that avenue, just discussing like different a few of the different topics that I that I had in my podcast. That's what I remember.
1: Cool. So how do you feel then in 2021? Trump's gone. Now you've got Biden in charge. How has things changed in the States in six months? Oh, well, I mean,
0: for me, it really hadn't really changed that much. Uh, At the time, I think in our first interview, I was working from home, still working from home. Uh, I mean, I guess here in Texas, it's, you know, we never really had any lockdowns or anything. Uh, We did have mass mandates. Uh, and it's really a city by city case, but, um, you know, now there's no mass mandates, there's no vaccine mandates here, no lockdowns or anything, but I mean, it's really, it's been kind of the same, you know, it's, I mean, on the news, of course, they're going to broadcast that, oh, in America, like everything's horrible and everything, but that's what sells. But mm-hmm. I mean, it seems pretty, pretty much the same with me. I mean, you're going to have people who hate who's the president now and people who are like, don't think he's done anything wrong. It's it's just more of the same. What is it? The uh, Same old, same old. SOS, so how, same old shit, different day.
1: Totally right. But how does Biden, you know, fare up for you then? Because like you said, you was a Trump fan, a, a Trump supporter, Trump follower, whatever you want to call it. Now Biden's in charge. He's quite a different kind of president. Um, you know, what is the general feeling of him over there? You know, he's been in power for about six months now, perhaps. I mean, uh, is he is he getting a good following? And I mean, with all this shit that's going on about with Afghan at the moment and pulling the troops out of Afghanistan, how's that fared up? Well, I mean,
0: it's it goes it's kinda like with, with President Trump. So you're gonna have the people who think that his shit doesn't stink, and it's the same with Biden. There's people that say he does no wrong, and people that say he did everything wrong. So I was never, I wasn't, I wasn't a Trump fan. To me, he was, the at the time, he was the better of two evils, I guess is is the term to say. If I had to vote for one, it's like, okay, I'm going to vote for Trump. And I I remember mentioning it during the, um, during our last interview that I said, I don't think Biden's there all there mentally. He's got something wrong. And like I said in that episode, it's nothing disparaging on him. I've had my... My uncle, who my son is named after, he died of Alzheimer's. I saw what it does. My aunt died of Alzheimer's. I saw what it does. It's a horrible freaking disease. And it's like, I'm seeing some of the same things in him, the present that I see in them. And and it, it, uh, so, yeah, I think some of the stuff that he's been doing, and I can go with that if you want. But uh, it's more and more saying that, okay, I don't think this guy... Is he really the president or is he just the figurehead? But then you could say that about any president. Are they really the president or are they just kind of a stand-in? And then people who are unelected are really the ones running the show. But what he's done in Afghanistan, I actually agree with. I don't think there should have been any reason. I mean, originally the idea was we have to go to Afghanistan because that's where Al-Qaeda was trained or whatever that did you know, 9-11. Okay, whatever. But we've been there for, what, 20 years And I think, what was it, the Soviet Union went to Afghanistan. It did. And they had to leave, you know, because it's like, I mean, it's a a no-win situation. We could have been there for 50 more years, in my opinion. Same thing would have happened. Now, what I disagree with and what I hear President Biden getting uh, criticism for from some people who may have been supporters and some people who are against him is the way they got the troops out of there and to me it just makes sense i'm not a military mind but i mean even if you watch movies when you're trying to get hostages out of a situation the military with the guns are the last people to leave you get everybody out first then you got their back with guns and everything but it's like they did the opposite it's almost like let's get the troops out and then we'll worry about getting all the people out it's like
1: it doesn't make any sense Um, so um i mean i I agree with with what you said there. I mean, regarding Afghan, I mean, we went into that country with the wrong reasons. you know, we listened to intelligence that were probably wrong, and that's another another story. and yes, you know, it's like the whole Vietnam kind of thing, you know it's it was a no win situation um but but one thing that kind of like riled me, upset me a little bit is the fact that actually Trump was the guy that met up with the Taliban and he signed um, a declaration to say that we would be out by a certain date. So he was the guy that got the ball rolling, you know, whether that's right or wrong. I think that it is right because like you say, you can't stay there forever in a day. Right. But it was the fact that we've had 18 months to get the ball rolling, to get the troops out, to get the people out, to get the military equipment out and everything. And it was like what it always seems to be, everything left to the last minute with no planning. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, we, we, we let's just get out. Let's just get out. We all need to get out now. And then, you know, there's people getting killed through bombs and there's just, then it's chaos. And I just feel that Biden needs to take responsibility in the sense that they've had 18 months to get out and there was just no clear plans to get out whatsoever.
0: And Yes, you're right that it was an agreement with President Trump at the very beginning, you know, the it's kind of started all this that the, the troops were going to withdraw, I believe it was in May, when they were going to withdraw. And to Biden's credit, it's like, well, hey, he's only been in office since January. So, but I, I, I see some of the critics of, of Biden, again, I'm not I'm not a political guy. I don't really know all this stuff. So I'm only going off of what I hear. And I try to get information from many different sources. And, um, I mean, Biden's the president. He could have changed the deals, uh, uh, could have changed the deal of uh, you know, withdrawing from Afghanistan. I mean, it's like, we're America. It's, we got the strongest military in the world. It's like, hey, Taliban, you don't like it? Well, come try. You yeah. know, we'll stick where the but, sun don't shine or something like that. But... You know, that's just me talking. I don't know all the intelligence that he's heard and everything. I don't like that he keeps referring in every press conference. Like, well, this is the deal I was given. Well, he's broken other deals that President Trump has has signed. It's like you have the ability to do that. You are the leader of the country, so you know, it's they got on Trump, President Trump, because he would blame other people. Which hey, I agree with. You. If you're the leader, the buck stops with you. Right, It's my fault. Even though I didn't directly do anything, it's still my fault. It's my responsibility as the president. It's like, well, Biden, you're doing the same thing. Just take responsibility and then take action to get it corrected. If he would have accepted responsibility and said like, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to correct it, I think he would have been treated a lot better, mm. uh, especially in the media uh, from people who are even as critics. They really wouldn't have, I mean, they would still complain, but they wouldn't have as much to complain about, I think.
1: But like but like we've just said there mate and I totally agree with you. I don't think it is Biden that's running the country. And in all fairness, I don't think that it was Trump that was running the country before that. I mean, when Trump got into power, he was always going on about building the wall and getting all the troops out and he was going to do this and he was going to do that. And it was almost like he wanted to put get that ball in motion, but there was always somebody there stopping him all along, you know? So, you know, when you are the president of of a, the biggest military operation in the world, do you have the say? Is the people higher than you telling you what you can do? Because that's what it seems like to me.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, on paper, yes. You know, on paper, the uh, I guess in, when I say paper, the founding documents of the country, the president is the commander in chief, or at least I'll, I'll feign my ignorance here. I don't know if it's in the founding documents. This is my understanding. The president is the founder and founder in chief, the commander in chief. So he is the head of the military. He's the ultimate boss of the military. So he should have control, but yet every president has advisors kind of telling him what to do. So, and going back to what you said about Trump, well, it's just like any politician. Unfortunately, this is kind of unfortunate or fortunately or unfortunately, how are you going to look at it? They'll say whatever they can to get elected. And then it's, I don't know if they say it knowing that they're not going to be able to fulfill those promises or do they say it like intending to actually act on what they say, and then when they get into office, then reality hits them in the face, and they're like, "Oh, I, I really can't do anything," which is mm. part of the the uh, part of the U.S. government. Why the founding fathers? I think it's a wonderful form of government is that no one part of government, you know, executive, judicial, legislative, they can't do everything by themselves. You know, there has to be. It's it's built with kind of. Uh, oh with like roadblocks in the way there's so many different hurdles you have to overcome to get something passed unless you have super majority of one particular party in like the congress so i, I think it's great in that way you know it's what do they call it? gridlock that's what is it gridlock where you can't really get much passed cuz i'm I'm very skeptical when it comes to government when they pass laws it's usually the little guy that's going to get get uh, get the brunt of the the negative from it
1: yeah what's what's sad about the whole thing though is that you know there are there's been innocent people killed over in Afghanistan, you know people that have helped the um the British and helped the Americans to, to help people to get um you know information and they've worked alongside us with bankers and weaponry and all that sort of stuff. All these people working in Afghanistan. there were Afghanistani people that were promised a visa out of their country. Um, because they fear for their lives and they've been left behind and i mean that that's one thing that upsets me is the fact that whenever all this shit goes on innocent people get killed and another thing as well that, that that's there's massive in the news at the moment and i'm interested to hear your point of, of the view of it over at Liv- living in texas is global warming and i wanted to bring that up because you know yesterday was one of the hottest days of the year here in the UK. It was 30 degrees. And I'll let you do the math because, you know, because you're good at doing that to work out what that is in Fahrenheit. (laughs) And today, right, it's pissed down with rain all day with one of the biggest thunderstorms I've ever seen in my life where I nearly got hit by by a branch of a tree that snapped off from the thunderstorm. What is America doing for global warming? Do you see that they are a leader, or do you feel that they're they're lacking behind? And what do you think they can do to improve?
0: I think America could be a leader in uh, combating climate change. Just um, I, I'll use climate change as that's what I hear. You know, my in my opinion, just to state it briefly, I think yes, climate change does happen. There is part of it that is just natural; that happens. But I think that the pollution that we're putting into the the atmosphere, into the water, that plays a big part in it. I mean, drive down the road here in Texas, and they got the big ass trucks that are diesel, and you see all this black smoke coming out. It's like, ah, yeah, it's probably not good for the environment. But I think it goes; it kind of goes back to what I was talking about just before with the gridlock that happens. In order for anything to get done. You know, it's got to, the bill has got to be made, it's got to be voted and then passed, and the president's got to sign it, and then if people want to sue over it, whatever, then it's got to go through the courts, and then it could be delayed, Uh, and going back, I think America could be a leader in combating climate change, but people are so polarized, is how I see it, is that you have Mm -hmm. a fraction of people that don't believe, or I should say a faction of people that don't believe that it's happening at all, and I think President Trump was in on that. He was like, "Well, I don't believe in global warming," or I may be wrong in that, but I believe I've heard him say that before. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Everybody listening, they don't. He doesn't believe in global warming. There's people that don't believe that global warming's happening or climate change is happening, and then you have people who think, "Oh, in the next ten years, there'll be no humans left." You know, there's like these, you know, and it seems like only the people on Either side are getting any attention, whereas the people that fall in the middle like me, I think I fall in the middle like, yeah, I think it's bad. uh, But. I I think there's ways that it can be staged, that we can implement changes so not to disrupt uh, the economy, because it's yeah, it's going to doing something where you're going completely to renewable energy sources, per se, that's going to upturn the economy, I mean, like turn it upside down. And there's a lot of people, and we're seeing that now here in America with um, eviction moratoriums ending because of COVID where people are going to get kicked out of their house because they can't afford rent. And then now yeah. the landlords are, hey, I need the rent money. Where you know, people are one paycheck away from bankruptcy. And it's like, well, now you're, if you go to renewable energy and you change all the way things are done, well, then the prices are going to go up. And it's going to affect, like I said before – it's going to affect the small people. When I say small, people who don't have a lot of money who are poor. It's going to affect them the most. And mm. um I don't know how what to mean? get i I don't know how to get around that because everybody has their opinions. They're you know, they're it's almost like they're just set their feet in concrete and they're not going to change their mind. No matter what you show them, they're not going to change their mind. And that's true in a lot of of uh subjects, but climate change among them.
1: But I mean, climate change is a is a difficult one, may because, like you say, you know, people's lives are important in the sense of 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 work in the economy. But what is more important, people's lives or the economy? It's it's like the old it's like the old COVID thing, really. You know, what do you do? Do you leave everybody at home and let the economy suffer, but people survive? Or do you do you tell people to burn copious amounts of coal to keep warm? You know, to to save jobs. It, it's a difficult one because what is it's, it's a chicken in the egg situation, isn't it? You know, do we keep the economy running, and do we have oil wells, and do we have uh, fossil fuels burning to keep jobs in the economy going? Or do we just basically all die from climate control, you know, from from global warming and all that? It's a very, very difficult one. And I just think that I mean, oh old oh, we're, all, we're all saying over here in the UK that we're we're the leaders in in, in climate control and all that lot like, and global warming. We are the leaders over here. We're burning less fossil fuels. We we've got windmills and wind turbines and sea turbines and all that shit. But oh, Greta Thunberg, she's saying that, well, that's a load of bullshit. This is what the leaders are saying, but it's not actually right. You know, all the aeroplanes that we got flying and all the military equipment that we use and that, like, we're actually not as good as what we're made out to be. And, and what I'm trying to get at here now is that, you know, we do have to take a stand and we do have to stamp our feet and say, look, if we don't tell the truth and if we don't do what we're supposed to do, there is not going to be a world for our grandchildren.
0: Yeah, and I, I agree, yeah, that, you know, eventually, yeah, it's, it would get to the point if we continue on how we're doing now, it'll keep getting worse and worse and worse, so, but, you know, what you mentioned earlier is it either the economy or people, well, I mean, if, if people don't have money to pay for food, which is an economic issue, well, then they die, if they don't have money to get medical care, they get sick and they die, so, mm. uh, I, and, I don't know. That is just it. That's, that's uh, as the saying goes, that's beyond my pay grade. I don't know how to fix that. And, um, there's gotta be some way they get like in the middle. It's the only thing way I can think of in the middle where people can be provided the needs, their necessary, uh, in, uh necessary food and their shelter and everything. But yet we're doing something to help reduce, uh, pollution because I mean, You mentioned Greta Thunberg, you know, oh, we're having airplanes and everything. Well, how are we, what's going to happen if you stop doing airplanes? I mean, how are people going to travel? You know, now you've taken out an entire airplane industry. There's, I'm just guessing, thousands of people that work for it. They're out of a job. What are they going to do to take care of their family then? How are they going to keep warm in the winter? No matter if you have global warming or climate change or not, in the winter it gets cold. They can't keep their place your family's warm there's got to be somewhere else so they can go and there's got to be a way to get people to travel because then it affects business and if it's for a big corporation now tens of thousands of people are out of work or they're you know got their hours cut or something so yeah it's
1: it's a it's a mess i mean what's your experience of it though over in texas because you know i mean how old are you again
0: Uh, too old 45
1: 45 so you're 45 years of old of old of age sorry um you, you know you've lived over in texas most of your life if not all of your life have you seen a difference in the weather i mean the other day you know about two months ago it was free, it was freezing cold it was all over the news all around the world about how you know texas was it was in real trouble with people possibly going to die and and the, the how freezing cold it was i mean that's not a normal thing have you seen this be, sort of thing before Not in my memory that cold. We do get cold
0: in the winter, and we do occasionally get snow and ice. Uh, But what was experienced, I think, yeah, it was like a week or whatever. It was almost the whole entire state, like, froze over. And I, I live, my apartment, right out the window is the pool, the pool for the whole complex. And that pool was completely frozen over. It was like an ice rink on that pool. It was weird and going to the trails and running and uh oh yeah that was fun because it gets really windy here in dallas i mean and with that wind oh my gosh that wind chill was even colder but uh, i don't remember it getting that cold for uh, that long a time
1: it's funny because texas is the cool place to live at the moment isn't it i mean joe Rogan's moved down to Texas and he's trying to get all of his fellow comedians to join, join him. And he wants to set up a, a, a comedy, sh- you know, store down there and all that lot. It, I mean, have you seen, are you seeing a lot of like newer people coming into Texas? I mean, I know Texas is a massive place. I mean, we can fit probably the UK, the whole of UK 10 times in Texas. And I can't imagine the the, the size of the country, but are you noticing a difference in the area that you live? Uh, yes,
0: there are more people I've talked to a few people that I've seen that are new and they're from different states, either California or in the Northeast. Uh, It is a massive state. I'll give you an example. Like from me where I am down to the coast where my brother, one of my brothers lives right there on the Gulf coast, it's about a seven to eight hour drive. Uh, And that's not, and I'm not even at the very top of Texas and what we call the panhandle of Texas. But, um, I think what, like with Joe Rogan, he moved to Austin. So Austin is the state capital. It's kind of like in the center of Texas. It's about a three to four hour drive south of here where I am. And that's where the population is really boomed in Austin. It's like kind of like what you're saying. It's the cool place to go in Austin because it's most of Texas is very conservative. But in Austin, it's very the opposite It's called liberal. It's very like, you know, free spirited, you know, stuff like that. I think there's the, the term they say is keep Austin weird, I think is their slogan or something like that. And it's a neat city. I've been there, been there many, many times. It's a neat city. But um, yeah, I definitely see more, more people and I see more license plates from different states and everything here. Yeah. So how, is, is Dallas in Texas? Yes. Yes, sir. I am a, in a suburb called Frisco, north of Dallas.
1: Because, I mean, us guys here in the U.K., when you mention the word Dallas, you think of, you know, JR and the, the Ewings and stuff like that. Was that a, was that a massive thing over in the States?
0: I think when it was on, uh, when it was uh, on TV, yeah, it was big. The, uh, what is it, South Fork? I think it's South Fork Ranch is where they were. That's maybe about an hour drive, I think. I've driven by it before. It's It's not far from, like, where my parents live and everything. I think it's kind of southeast of where I am. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you mention it, like a Dallas native is going to know what it is or a Texas native is going to know what it is. But I don't know if any people from other other states are going to know that show.
1: It's funny because it kind of like reminded me when I was when I was just writing a few notes down, you know, of like when I was a a, a youngster watching a lot of American TV, like different strokes of old Arnold and we had Dallas, we had dynasty, you know, that was another massive great big thing that was going on at the time. We had TJ Hooker and chips and, um, you know, Sesame street. There was loads and loads of television shows here in the UK, but we don't seem to be getting as much American TV on the British TV scene anymore.
0: I think some of that is due to, um, streaming like the rise in like, um, it was it Netflix. And then now you have Disney plus, I mean, going back to what you were saying, I, I remember TJ Hooker that had, uh,
1: William Sch- yeah,
0: I was thinking of Captain Kirk, but then I couldn't think of his real name. I remember yeah. watching that. And, uh, I used to watch one called emergency when I was a little kid. It's like about firefighters and I would dress up in the firefighter outfit when I was like two years old or whatever. <laughs> But, um, then you have MacGyver uh, MacGyver. I would no joke. This is before I really got into like weightlifting and stuff like that. When my parents would go out to, for their night, date night, whatever, I would get a large pizza and I would sit in front of the TV and just watch MacGyver. And then my mom's (laughs) like, Oh, you're watching MacGyver again. He's going to like make a bomb out of a paper clip and a tampon. I was like,
1: that's it. That's MacGyver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you had the full guy. That was another program that I used to watch as well. Um, there, were, yeah, when you look it back, there was loads and loads of programs we used to watch here in the UK. You know, with, with American guys and the, the Dukes of Hazard. That was a, a big Dukes favorite.
0: Of hazard,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean. I'm wondering how many cars was it? Was it the Dodge? What what car was it they used to drive around in? Oh, I
0: I am not a car person. I I wouldn't. It was the General Lee, I think was the name of the yeah. car. But I I wouldn't yeah. know what kind of car it is. I'm not a car person. Did I mean, they
1: they they'd never get away with that anymore, would they? Going around with the the, the that flag on top of the roof, they'd never get oh, away the, on the the, the Confederate anymore.
0: flag. Is, is, uh, maybe in Texas, yes, but uh, or some parts of Texas, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, less less so now today. In, in uh, England, did they have uh, Saturday morning cartoons? Like every Saturday morning they would do cartoons?
1: They used to. I'm not so sure about now because, you know, all the kids' TV in the UK now has moved to its own channel. You know, so once upon a time you'd put on BBC or ITV and they'd have kids' cartoons on in the morning. But now if you want kids' cartoons, you go to the TV, the kids' channels and watch it. So... It's kind of strange, you know, how TV has changed and and really how TV is kind of dying in 2021. You know, as you was talking then about people um watching TV as they want it on Netflix and and watching all of these programs you know, and, and YouTube, that's another big one as well. You know, when you can sit down now and watch TV on demand when you want it, you know, TV's kind of dying a bit, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, especially... um what was it, the network TV, I think. I don't know if... I don't even watch anything on network TV. I haven't watched that in decades. But yeah, they used to have here, they had um, Saturday morning cartoons. Every Saturday morning, they would you could go back and forth between the different channels, ABC, NBC, CBS. Those are the big three networks and watch cartoons all day. They don't have that anymore. It's all now like paid programming, extra money, and you mentioned YouTube. That's what my son watches. I mean, we pull up Spanish cartoons. So he's getting exposed to Spanish and uh, he just watches that on YouTube and it's, it's great. You just yeah. find what you want and then play it. You don't have to find well, what station is that on? Oh, wait, it's nine o'clock in the morning. They don't play that show until 11 o'clock. And you're like, oh, I got to wait two hours. He said, on demand. You just get it when you want it, for how long you want it for
1: yeah i mean g- fitness is a, a huge part of your life you know you, you touched on weightlifting there early on something that you used to do in the uh, younger days and you know you go on the trails you do a lot, a lot of running on the trails which to me looks very very dangerous from what i've seen you know, when, when i've seen you with cougars running around and there's bears out in there and those woods, they
0: stairs
1: like I say, you know, that is a, a big part of your life, um, weightlifting in the past and trail running. And you, you've you got your own protein powder that, that you've built up from scratch. I mean, I think we talked a little bit about that on the last episode. But how is it going a year down the line, your protein powder?
0: Well, I finally do have a product. Uh, so it's called Howard's Blend plant-based protein powder. So it is available online. It's so on my website and everything. Uh, in terms of sales, you know, I've mentioned this before, not what I was expecting, but I had something in the back of my mind that my expectations were going to be more than what was actually going to happen. Uh, but it's a process, you know, talking to you guys on our mastermind, you give me advice on how to advertise it and everything, have other friends that I've talked to about how to advertise it. And, uh, slowly but surely the sales are going to go up. And as the sales go up, I'm going to improve the product. Get more products. I mentioned in our our chat, our uh, mastermind chat. I'm working on a, a pre workout right now to devise that. You know, getting the ingredients, checking the science on it, you know, the research to see if it actually will do well, and then get that released as as well. So it's just every day, little by little, just improving. That's that's the goal.
1: Can I ask you a question? Though, that why you know why why did you feel that you had to make a protein powder that's different to everybody else's what why did you feel that it was something that you had to do in your life
0: well i guess the first thing is it's it's not really it's not different the uh i guess to kind of get in my opinion kind of like on the industry there's not many ways you can differentiate a protein powder from other brands protein powder i mean unless you have maybe different ingredients uh, different sources of protein, I mean, or most of the time it's different flavors. You know, some people, some companies, they will partner with like a a national brand that makes like candy or something or, you know, a certain flavor and they'll make their protein powder that flavor. So that's what differentiates them. So for me, it's more as I'm trying to differentiate myself by promoting myself. Hence why I have the podcast Why I've started putting some of the stuff, you know, the podcast, the video recordings up on YouTube so using myself and my story to differentiate myself from everybody else. Cause thankfully there's no other Howard blend in the universe. Thank goodness. I don't think the universe is uh, ready for two Howard blends.
1: You know, you, the product that you've got out there then, um, and you, you want to make a change. That is absolutely awesome. And, and I love that. What what you're saying that, you know, you're promoting yourself because every, everybody is different. And that's what this show is all about. It is, trying to tell people that don't worry about what other people tell you in your life. You know, if you've got a story to tell, you tell that story. If you want to do something, you do that. And I'm really, really thrilled to bits that you've taken it upon yourself to, you know, to make this protein powder and put it out there. But how difficult was it to do? You know, I mean, I can't imagine, where do you start? I mean, you're researching and working out ingredients, you know, what, what did you need to know? And what did you need to do to set up this project?
0: Yeah. So the uh, the first thing I did is what you said. I did did the research. So uh, read about what ingredients will work with other ingredients. Uh, I'll give you an example. So in Howard's Blend plant based protein powder, the version now there's hemp seed protein. Well, if you have just pure hemp seed protein, that tastes horrible. It I means it it tastes like you're eating lawn clippings. Is it's disgusting. So you don't want to make it primarily that ingredient because then people will not really like the taste and then no one's going to want to buy it so basically I made the kitchen into my lab so I bought a lot of raw ingredients uh, off of like Amazon grocery store etc and I just measured it out I weighed ingredients I took teaspoons tablespoons and I wrote down every iteration that I had like okay I have two tablespoons of this one teaspoon of this one teaspoon of this now did it taste great no, because I, uh, I don't have access to like the um, flavor chemists and stuff that manufacturers have where they can use different chemicals and they have different uh, additives and sweeteners to make it taste like you want it to taste. But it tasted halfway decent. So what it ended up happening, and this is you know, part of my values that we talked about you know, with transparency, is I had a, a formula and I shopped it around to different manufacturers. But part of getting in the supplement business, business is it's extremely expensive. It's very, very expensive. So the formula that I wanted, it was going to be over fifty thousand dollars for a thousand units. So a thousand bags or buckets of the protein powder. Well, I don't have a thousand. I mean, fifty thousand dollars in in liquid cash ready to spend. So another issue was uh, distribution. It's like, well, where am I going to store a thousand units? The powder. I've got a 900 square foot apartment, I can't just put it in a room, it's going to take up half the room. So I did more investigation and I started talking to manufacturers, I started talking to salespeople, uh, I talked to consultants in the industry, and they advised me, Howard, if you're just starting out, one, they said, don't start with the protein powder, which I didn't follow their advice on that. But they said to look for what's called a stock formula. So if you go to a manufacturer of a protein powder, you can say, hey, here's my formula, here's the recipe, make it. Or the manufacturers will make just almost like a generic protein powder or generic pre-workout or whatever, generic vitamins, and they'll put your label on it. So for one, the minimums are a lot lower. So you can, I've seen some that are like 100, 100, 100, uh hundred units of a particular product, but it's a lot cheaper to get started. So that's what I went with because I had a lot of other issues going on. I couldn't get a business loan because I wasn't in business yet. I hadn't sold a product yet. So I ended up going, I did a ton of research into that and I found a manufacturer, the current manufacturer that makes a stock protein powder that was about that's about 80% of what I was looking for in my formula. A few things that don't have, but it wasn't a deal breaker and the price is right. And I said, okay, let me just start with that. And then I'm going to use every penny that I get to put back in the business to then eventually make my own formula with the ingredients that, you know, all the 100% of the ingredients that I want the way I want it, which is what I'm doing now with the pre-workout. I'm going to do it with the pre-workout. I'm going to make it exactly how I want it. And not use a stock formula. So that's that's kind of a a a short, somewhat short summary of how it all got started.
1: Well, that's awesome, and and I wish you all the best on that, man Because, like I say, in the in the time that I've known you, you've you've gone from talking about it to doing it, and that's what I'm trying to promote people to do is for people to tell their story and don't be a, a sitter, be a doer, be a person that gets up. And does what they want to do in life, and don't worry about what everybody else around you thinks and what they tell you to do. Just get out there, express yourself, because there's always somebody out there that wants to hear what you're saying. Everybody has got a story to tell, and it's great that you're using this protein powder to promote yourself. I mean, what, what? I mean, you got your podcast and and all that lot. I mean, how how's your podcast going?
0: Oh, it's going well. It's going well. I would I would like. Is what I'd like to be more um, frequent with getting episodes out but as you know as, as a podcaster and a family man that life gets in the way sometimes and uh, that's just what happens but uh, I like to be more frequent with it which is why I'm doing more interviews which is bought all this equipment that's right you know beneath me in order to do more skype interviews just to get more content out there get other people's advice but when I first started, when I first started to now, even though this is not something that I advise people who are wanting to get into podcasting to focus on, which is downloads, don't focus on that. Just focus on trying to do the best you can getting good content out there. But if there was a marker in terms of listenership, oh man, it's gone up 10, 10 fold, you know, but right. that's over two years. And, but that's, yeah. and I think to myself sometimes, well, if, if I would get an episode out every week, which is what my original intent was, where would I be now? But you can't change the past. So only going forward, just try to improve it going forward. So, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's just sticking with it and just like with anything, don't give up, just keep
1: at it. And in the ideal world, you know, you want a podcast that you niche down on. You want to be putting a podcast out every single week. You want to be super edited with great equipment, blah, 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 but in the real world, you can't do that. And you know, it, it, why not guys, if you're listening to this, pick up a, a, your mobile phone, talk into it, use anchor as a platform to promote you to get your podcast out there And just start talking about things in the world that turn you on, the things that you're really excited about. If you're into alcohol-free beers, if you're into coastal walking, if you're into trail running, you know, don't say to yourself, oh, well, um, who's going to want to listen to my story? You know, just do it because people do want to listen. And it's super important that we all get out there and we educate the world and we tell the world about things that's going on, because if we all sit on our hands and say, well, nobody's going to want to hear me talking about this, then nobody will talk about it. So it's so important that we get out there and tell the story. Don't you agree?
0: Absolutely. And it's also, um, for what you said, it's also kind of the way you, you present it as well. Cause I, you know, I've listened to podcasts before where it's kind of like, I'm not really into this topic, but then the host really like engaged me on it. I was like, this makes it really interesting. I want to listen to this. And, um, like, you know, some of the topics that when you have on a guest, I'm kind of like, yeah, you know what? I'm not really interested in the topic, but then you're a great host. And then it's like, okay, you pull me in. It's like, I want to listen to this, you know, because you're, everybody's got a story to tell, like you said. And um, I think when people hear stories of people like overcoming challenges, which everybody's overcome challenges some more than others, uh, it's inspirational. And I think people go, attach on to that. You know, so mm. just, um, yeah, I, I also want to agree with your point on just get started. You know, this is something that I was guilty of you know, for, geez, three years. I, I said, Oh, I'm going to do a podcast and I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. You know, I, I had this always this this uh, excuse that oh I'm investigating oh I'm researching how to do it oh I'm looking how to do this and looking at it like forget all that just start where you are like you said you do it on your phone with anchor and then okay you do the first episode okay then do a little bit of research okay how can I improve on what I just did okay and you do that how can I improve on the second episode and then you do it and just a little little by little baby steps just get started
1: so what you know, you're going on about the future and talking about progression and stuff like that. What's the progression? What's your goals? What 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 are you aiming towards for the for the next two, three, five years? You know, you said that your protein powder is something there to promote you. What what are you actually promoting, Howard? With the protein powder? Well, you you said p- before that the you you made the protein powder to promote yourself. You know, it was a, it was a form of promoting yourself. So, what is it that, about yourself that you're you're trying to promote? Them. What what do you want to be in five years' time? Well,
0: so most of it it goes back to my story. So, going from weighing eighty pounds, roughly eighty to ninety pounds for fifteen years, and then now, even though I'm not completely where I want to be. Uh, coming back from that you know, literally on death's bed I'm not lying i'm not being exaggerated by saying that i had doctors tell me you're not going to make it out of the hospital alive and then here I am you know what 11 12 13 years later whatever it is still alive and then still improving myself every day and what when i say that i want to use the protein powder to promote myself it's i guess what i what i mean by that is I'm using myself to promote the protein powder because I, I mean, there's a ton of companies that use pea protein and hemp seed protein in their protein powder. Well, so I can't say, well, we are the only company that uses pea protein and hemp seed protein. No, but then I can use myself, and then people who follow me, like through the podcast, and then you know through getting more YouTube videos up and everything, and through social media. Then say, well, you know what? I What's the old saying? Um, no like, and trust. I know, like, and trust Howard. I'm going to support him by buying his product because I'm going to use all that proceeds then to make the product even better. It's good now. I've had it tested and everything. It's a, it's a good product now. But I can make it even better. So in the future, like I said, when I have a pre-workout and I've been looking at doing Even going into foods with it, like making bars, like protein bars, using the powder to make bars and making other bakery items, which would be good because my my grandfather was a baker. So I guess it's kind of in the family, I guess, because I don't know how to bake now. So I got to learn all that. And then uh, for myself, it's just constantly just learning. Uh, that's why I do these episodes. If you listen to my podcast on supplement science and everything. I'm reading through it, and as I read through it, I make podcast episodes about it. so growing in terms of my knowledge, and then trying to keep up my my physical body getting better. You know, I've I've uh, in that sp- span of time from being sick in the hospital, being released, and then trying to get my life back in order, I've I've reversed. Osteoporosis. I had osteoporosis at 32 years old, a disease that people don't get till they're like in their 70s or 80s, and I had it 50 years before that, and I've don't no longer have it, you know, without medication. So it's just, it's a constant growth, and then um, I would say that's that's what I'm I'm looking to do.
1: That's awesome, and. You know we we I think we went into more depth about your your illness in the past on episode one, four, four. we We talked about that. So I don't want to go too much more on that. But I just the whole purpose of getting Howard on for this episode, you know, leaking out from August from my my holiday was just to remind you guys that you know Howard's done an amazing job. He's made a change. You know he he shouldn't have lived to the the age that he is now, but he has. he didn't just sit back there and relax he's pushing himself every day he's challenging himself every day he's trying to grow every day and i just wanted you to to listen to this because you know i'm a huge fan of howard with with, with what he's doing with his protein shakes and what he's doing with his podcast and you know it's guys it's, it's time to make a change it's time for us all to sit back now and just not sit on our hands like i was saying before but this is the start of of, of, a, of a, a new era to make that change so i just wanted to thank you very much for coming on and 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 just sitting here with me for 50 minutes for an hour there howard and, and just and just having a bit of a light chat but reminding people about that word change whereabouts can we come and find you you know to find you your, your, your product that you produce and your podcast where can we come and find you
0: yep so the website I have the podcast up on the website and the product. I have uh, have shirts up there, the SMB Nutrition, Spirit, Mind, and Body Nutrition t-shirts. It's uh, howardsblend.com. So H-O-W-A-R-D-S-B-L-E-N-D.com. So yes, my name is Howard Blend, and the product's name is Howard's Blend.
1: Perfect name. Perfect uh, name.
0: Same on Instagram, at Howard's Blend. I think it's just Howard Blend on YouTube. So you have my for anybody watching my beautiful face looking into this microphone especially all you ladies, I know you'll be interested to see this this uh, <laughs> this, speci- this awesome specimen of a human right here
1: Such a charmer, such a charm well, I want to end up quickly there mate, I've got three questions here from my son, right it's all Zach's right. questions of the week and I'm going to have to get a little jingle for it, but he asked me what's your favourite milkshake?
0: Mmm uh, I would say probably the one from, uh, even though it's not healthy, the chocolate one from McDonald's. Even though I don't even think, did he even use milk in that?
1: I don't, I don't know, man. but it, there's something about, I, I'm actually, I prefer the Burger King Burger King um, milkshakes. They're a little bit more thicker. They're that hard to suck up. You can't get it through the freaking straw, like, you know? I do like thick, like I like my women thick.
0: I do like thick, thick milkshake. I've never tried the Burger King one.
1: Try it. Favorite music and favorite artist?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. So favorite music would be like classic rock. And then favorite artist, I'd have to say, you know, people don't really consider it classic rock per se. Pink Floyd.
1: I love Pink Floyd. Sweet, sweet. Do some awesome tracks. Favorite track then by Pink Floyd? Mother. Sweet, sweet. And last but not least, and this is an interesting question. I don't know where he, where it came from. What's your favorite word?
0: Tremendous. That's my Trump. Imper-
1: that's my Trump impersonation.
0: Tremendous.
1: Those. Mine has got to be. I think copious. I love the word copious. Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Copious. The first time I heard it was from Lockstock when he goes on about smoking. Co- we we make copious amounts of weed of ganja, man. You know what I mean? Copious. <laughs> I love. That, that is a good I mean. word though. It is. It is. Or perpendicular. I like the word perpendicular. That's another good one. You could throw in superfluous there. Or struplendos. We'll just start making up some words. Anyway, Howard, I'm going to love you and leave you. I know you've got another life and you're a very, very busy person. Thank you very much for coming on the Mark Jeffrey show. And um, for you listeners at home, if you want to find out more about Howard, please head over to his, 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 his podcast. I will leave the links in my podcast show. If, um, you have been inspired by Howard if you've been inspired by me talking to him and and you feel there's somebody in your life that would like to hear this episode please share it it's time to share the Mark Jeffrey podcast let the world hear all about us um, if you have not subscribed right please subscribe today that way this podcast comes to you every week rather than you having to go find it and um, I think that's about it other than you know we're on all the social domains, Howard's blend, look him up, Mark Jeffrey podcast show, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever type in those, those names. And we will pop up on your screen like a, um, like an erection on Viagra or a bad (laughs) CD. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Who have I got on next week's episode? I do not know yet. If you are somebody out here that listens to the podcast, that feels that they've got something to say and it's time to say it, Get in contact with me, the podcast scholar at hotmail.com. Say, Mark, I want to get on next week's episode and we will fit you in. Um, but I guarantee we will have somebody on next week with an amazing story to tell. But other than that, guys, stay safe, stay classy. Last words from Howard.
0: People listen to Mark Jeffrey in his podcast. He's a wonderful man. He's doing great things. And I give him three thumbs up if I had three thumbs. But support the good
1: man. <laughs> Sweet. You take care, Howard. Love you loads. Catch you soon, mate.
0: Adios. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Howard's Blend. If you enjoyed the show, you find value in the content, I ask two favors. Number one, share it. Share it with anybody you think might benefit from the show's content. Number two, if you have the means to do so, on my website, howardsblend.com, there is an option to donate. Donate however much or however little you are able to afford. I would greatly appreciate it. Would we'll go The donation goes into if I need to improve the podcasting gear, buy new gear, advertise, and even related to supplements, I'm now looking into developing a pre-workout supplement. More likely, it's probably going to cost a good amount of money. So any amount of money donated helps greatly i appreciate it if you have any comments questions cheers jeers, whatever my contact information as well as where you can find me on social media is in the description of the show well that's it i can't think of anything else so hope you enjoyed the interview again big shout out and thanks to mark jeffrey wonderful guy listen to his podcast again i'll put links to his social his podcast and everything i'll put that in the description of the show But until next time, thanks again for listening, and I'm going to go grab me some nuts. Adios.